Blog Talk Radio. having another week of technical difficulties here on the radio show? Yeah. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear So did we just have two minutes? Let's just go on and do it. Um, did, we just have, did we just have two minutes of dead air? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we kept the streak alive. This is three straight weeks of audio issues. Awesome. Give me the sound. Of, give me the applause again. Welcome to the radio show, everybody, where it just keeps getting better. We got the crew in the house. I'm M16. You got the jerk. Your boy, Cujo, EZ, and ATL Diva will be along at some point in time. Well, want to want to start off the show by uh, apologizing for the uh, abundance of dead air in the beginning. It's supposed to play the awesome thing. <laughs> And yeah. we got nothing. But, you know, it is what it is. It's live radio as we prove every week that, you know, things happen. But anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so via phone call, 323-642-1604. And you can text the show, 678-250-4422. The email address is theradioshow2015 at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at Radio Show. All right, coming up on the show tonight, we're going to be talking to R&B artist, producer, just traveling band. The man does everything. A guy by the name of Essen Sean, who's been uh, featured on VH1. He was on the Sub Soul Show. So we're going to talk to him about what he's got going on, plus many other things. So there we go. So we begin the show with water cooler talk. Had a conversation uh, with a couple of lady friends of mine, and somehow the subject came up about baby showers. And not just baby showers, but, you know, co-ed baby showers. I mean, how does that even, like, is that, does those exist? I mean, I thought baby showers were just for the women. I mean, I'm not trying to be a chauvinist or anything like that, but I thought that was a time for fellowship for the, the mothers and, you know, 
girlfriends and everything to, you know, mingle amongst themselves while we, you know, sit at home and play Xbox. Isn't that how it works? That's how it's supposed to work. Look, man, I, I hate to say it, but, I mean, a co-ed baby shower, I mean, I, I just, I just, it's not a good look, man. Baby shower is for the women only. They shouldn't be trying I mean, to us in that. I thought that's, I thought that's what it was, just women. But, I mean, if they're doing co-ed stuff, that's, that sounds weird. Well, I mean, say it like this, and I don't mean to insult your, I don't know your group, but that's some sound like some millennial stuff to me, personally. Man, how old are these people you talking about that are doing this? It doesn't matter. I just wanted to mess with. No, no, no. You you can't even come up with an age. That's horrible. Well, well, jerk, <laughs> how, how, well jerk, how say you? Let me ask. I mean, a co-ed baby shower. I mean, it just sounds. I mean, the things that they were saying about. I mean, saying that well, it's it's his baby too. So you know. He needs to be there too. No, he doesn't. How he can be there is by being a good dad. And me missing a baby shower does not make me a bad father. You want to see me miserable? Make me go to a co-ed baby shower. Make me. Yeah, men really aren't into that whole shopping shit. We just don't really do it like that. I mean, women love receiving gifts if it's for them or it's for somebody else. So let the party go the way the party needs to go. Women are going to enjoy it more than men are. Men, on the other hand, I mean, if they're invited to a co-ed baby shower, all the men are going to get together and go to a bar while the women enjoy seeing what the brown stuff is in the empty diaper. Yeah, uh, you know, trying to figure out, oh, these socks are so cute. Oh, this is so cute. Look at these outfits. Look, we don't care about that stuff. I mean, we pretend. Oh, man, I'm letting the secrets go. I mean, we pretend because that's what we're supposed to do. We don't care about that stuff, man. But, I mean, the problem with I mean, it was so over-the-top crazy, like, I mean, it's not the woman's birthday. I mean, you're having a baby. I mean, one of the girls was talking about her boyfriend's going to be sitting next to her, making her plate, waiting on her. What kind of shit is that? Why need to be making me a plate? I'm over here rubbing feet and all this stuff. Somebody need to be taking care of me. So I'm just like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, like, why does it have to be cold? Why does I? Why do I have to drag my boy? Like, why do I gotta call you jerk and be like, look, man, I know you, you know, you rather be doing something else on your Saturday, but you know, can you come to this co-ed baby shower? Because I didn't have enough, uh, you know, I didn't have enough to tell her that I didn't want to do it. Jeez, man. Well, don't, don't. Well, I mean, you can feel good about calling me because I'm just gonna flat up tell you no. <laughs> just, oh God. I'm just I can be an I excuse mean, to put in your in your memoir. Well, I, I'm just saying. I mean, okay, so easy. Let me ask you a question, all right? So let's put it in in this perspective, okay? You and your significant other, you guys are having a baby, and she comes to you and she says, "You know what? This is gonna be a great time for us. I want to know who you want to invite to our baby shop." You say you want to know that? my real response? Oh, yeah, you no, know I don't my want to. That? Yeah, I want to know your response. I'm gonna laugh at her face. Really? I'm gonna laugh at her face. Like, oh, I mean, come on. Why would I? Why would I go to that? Like you said, that if I was, if a co-ed baby shower would take place, all the guys gonna do is just 
catered to the girl the whole time. And again, half of his friends are gonna ditch on him. They're gonna say, "Yeah, man, we'll 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 show up," and then they don't show up. So you're stuck there by yourself watching a bunch of women have fun, and you're just sitting there like, "Why am I here?" No, no. So what's gonna happen well, is okay. For starters, no, you might I'm gonna well go ahead and the say the idea from the get go. Yeah, you do want to do that, but I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. If you done knocked your woman up, don't don't laugh at her in the face. That's that's probably gonna get you stabbed. But I will go ahead and say this. Well, I'm not well, uh, I'm not married, so I don't, I don't know why I well, got Mar- that question anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point. But well, to go to a well, certain level he's, is that you don't necessarily have to be married in order to have kids. I don't know if you knew that. Right, not, right. That's that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't plan on having any kids until I get married. That's the point I was trying to make. Well, what I think is going to ultimately end up happening is they're going to have the baby shower, you're going to be there alone, and you're going to find a reason to want to wash dishes, wash clothes, or go find your PlayStation. Because you can't be gone long enough not to seem interested because it's going to be a fight that night. But at the same time, you're going to want to try to find a whole bunch of shit to do that's going to keep you out of that room. Now, traditionally, babies are would have been uh, more. I mean, I mean, let me say, recently, baby showers have been more about the couple and you know the baby, but the activities and everything are always catered to like the women. Like it's always stuff then, that women or moms would know. Then, like, then why the hell do I have to show up, Pujo? You just said it right now there. This is about to celebrate the couple. That, what the hell do we need to celebrate for? They know we're having a baby. She's clearly pregnant and they're having a baby shower. What the hell do I need to be there for? Why do I need to be there? It, it, it's your seed, too. I don't care. It's clear that if you didn't, yeah, like If you didn't shoot up the club, then nobody would be there. Jerk, jerk you and your wife are expecting. Are you going to have a co-ed baby shower? <laughs> Even if we were, I wasn't going to be there. Wait, what? I mean, she can have her gay friends there, but I'm not going to go. All right, then. My point exactly. <laughs> like, why are we even entertaining this? Well, I'm just saying because... But what's okay, the re- what's the wrong with it, I guess? Is, let me let me ask that. What's, what's, so what's the wrong with it? going to be half blue, half pink? <laughs> like, how's it, like, how's this going to look? I'm, but I'm saying is, is that you make it an obligation on the guy, like... If he doesn't show up, somehow he's bad, or somehow it's it's a bad thing. Like if he says, "Well, no, I don't really, I'm not really interested in that." You and your girls go have some fun, and that makes him a bad guy, right? I mean, my wife's baby shower, I, the two of them, I didn't show up to either one of them, and it was just one of those things that was understood that it was for the women. Nothing derogatory, right. but what do I need to be there for? That's my point. Right, but it, the, but if it's a co-ed baby shower. Right. But you can kill that from the get-go. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. A lot of guys don't. I mean, I, I remember talking to a buddy of mine not too long ago where I'm asking what his plans were for, for the weekend. He's like, oh, my girl's having the, the baby shower. So I immediately jumped to asking him, well, what are you doing while she's gone? He's like, oh, I got to go. If you don't want to do it, the say <laughs> you don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, Poor guy. damn, don't. <laughs> That's my point. So, right? so, so there's a so there's a new thing that's that's kind of been kicking off where it's like a men a man's version of a baby shower called diapers and beer. Where all you do is just get a whole bunch of beer, your homeboys, and they just bring diapers and like it ain't got to be like no you know girly frilly shit. It's just diapers and beer, 
And well, that's it. Well, hold on. Get together and- hold on. This is what I just brought up a little while ago. If there was a co-ed baby all the women would get together and have the baby shower, and all the men would go to a bar. We just wouldn't go to the bar with the diapers. Okay. Now, now one of my homeboys recently had one, and they did it. Like, this was – I've been to several, and this is probably one of the ones that was – was the most uh, the most co-ed, if you will, because a lot of the games, you know, was was for everybody to participate. Like they had a, a bib decoration, and the, and the people that had like the tightest, you know, bib decoration or whatever, and then they used, you know, they had blank bib, whatever. But there was one game where it was basically like a chugging contest, but you had to chug out of a baby bottle. They had them all filled with um, two eleven or whatever the hell we were drinking. It was like beer or malt liquor in the baby bottles, and you just had to chug that shit. So. I think it can be done, man. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be this girly, frilly, frou frou. You know what I'm saying? Thing that you would imagine when you think of baby showers. Or yeah, for me, you and your guys for me, can just go to a bar and have fun. And let yeah, the whole idea just sounds awful. Like just shower. leave me out of it. Don't try to spruce it well, up. Well, no, you feel You know, I'm not. I don't want to go. I'm not gonna say it sounds awful, but as a parent and as a responsible adult, I'm gonna have to pro. Uh, to protest anything that condones childhood alcoholism. Putting alcohol in a bottle, our children have it hard enough as it is. And are you going to put this temptation in front of them? That's fucked up. That is not cool. Well, you, you, you it was only go that far. It, it was only I mean, it's like Lucky Charms smoking weed. Like, it's not cool. You can't do that. And, oh my God, and this concludes Baby Shower Talk. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we got Essence Talk coming up in 15 minutes. EZ, you got something that you need to tell the people. Hold on. I'm driving, and I'm about to pull it up. All right, um, here let's we go. At least give the illu- let's at least give the illusion that we- <laughs> Go for it. That this is a legit no, radio no, no fil- We have no filter. I give the people what they want to hear. All right, this portion of the radio show is brought to you by ITB Travel. Do you want to learn how to? Do you want to learn how work for yourself? Somebody missed a word on this. Yeah. Travel the world for pennies and get paid. There's a spot for you. Contact Tamika at 470-723-1685, and her Facebook is Tamika Mitchell, and. Her Instagram is I am the boss altogether lowercase seventy nine for more details. Travel the world, you say? For pennies, you say? You be you'd have to be stupid not to do it. Oh, uh, can I get my horn? Because nobody did it at the beginning. Uh, play the stupid horn. Play him the stupid horn. Nope. Or- And I did that while driving. That was pretty good. Round of applause. Good Ooh, for you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to check yeah, it out? Yeah. All right. Six seven eight two five zero four four two two, and you can give us a call three two three six four two one six zero four. And I did want to say, if you did want to call in, all right, you have to press one when it says if you want to speak to the host. That way we know you want to talk. Otherwise, you will sit your ass on hold, and it won't be my fault. All right. Act, act. Actually, I just when I just called in and didn't give me that option. It didn't say nothing about yeah. that one. Wait, it took you three oh. episodes to find that out? It doesn't? Well, nope. damn. I've been wrong all this time. 
What's next? So you just gonna ignore my question? Yep. Somebody play some music. <laughs> so who we? Who, okay, so we showcasing underground artists. Who who we got coming up here? Who we got? Um, actually, um, we we got we got a song uh that we slipped on here that's courtesy of our of our co-host. Uh, I mean, actually, uh, performed by our co-host in sixteen. Um. You know he he's actually he actually deems himself as somewhat of a rapper, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and let you guys we're gonna go ahead and let you guys listen to some of his music, and um, it's it's actually kind of kind of it's listenable. I'll he say that. Send us mean text. So we can read <laughs> but them not, on the air. But not for real. This is M16. This is M16. Guns is for ladies and gentlemen. What the big old guns is for? Not 
one how to feel if I see tomorrow. They say brighter days are coming. I hope I can cope. Cause life ain't no joke. Cause it's already hard, but even harder when you're broke. So who's to say if I'm here to say, can I make a better way? All I do is pray for a better day. Welcome back to the GOAT Radio. This is your boy, the no. Jerk. What? <laughs> what? This Wrong is your boy, show. the Jerk. Join with Easy e your boy, Cujo. Um, whoever that was, whose song we just played, I think his name is M M Fakery or whatever, M16? Yeah, M16, yeah, that's who it is. You want to call in, give us a call, 323-642-1604. If you want to send us a text, I have no idea what the fucking number is, so don't ask me. Uh, M16, you got a phone number for the text? Yeah, and also it's, plug it's, yourself it's, and your music. Yeah, um, that was that, Jerk did a great job of doing it. What else can I do? Um, text number 678-250-4422. You want to hear more stuff Four. from me? 4422. 678-250-4422 if you want to text. That was a song by myself. And an artist named Doom, or Guns is for. If you got any more interest with me, you can hit me up at the radio show Facebook page. More music coming shortly. Or if you don't want to hear from them, just send an email to comment about that to the Go Radio. No, not the Go Radio. The Radio Jeez. Show 2015 at gmail.com. You go ahead and send that email in. Since we, you know, love to bash artists on air while we don't think anybody's listening, go ahead. Give us that feedback. Keep it coming. We love it. All right, y'all. So since this is somewhat of a um, somewhat of a radio show, I guess we're obligated to talk about um, um, trending topics and you know recent events and all that good shit. So one of the things that everybody's kind of buzzing about right now, man, is um, straight out of Compton. The biopic for NWA that um everybody is is so looking forward to and I just wanted to know is any of the is any of the host of the radio show looking forward to a straight out of count? Are you interested in this movie? I I'm going not. to watch it. So we got one person that's going to watch it and one person that's not interested in it at all. Well, let me take that back. I'm not going to say I'm not interested in it. Let me rephrase that. I'm not interested in going to the movies to go and see it. This kind of has an on-demand, like, I'll see it when it comes on pay-per-view type feel to it, you know? Hold on. Gotcha. Hold on. Gotcha. Hold on. Hold on. So you like Dr. Slightly... Dre, but you're not going to go watch that movie, but you're going to go watch the white guy and all the Batman movies. I don't get you. But on top of that, let's let's take this even further. You have Easy on your show. Rotten Tomatoes has rated this a 92, and you're going to go against Rotten Tomatoes and well, no, not watch not, this? 
I'm not saying that I don't want to see the movie. I'm just saying I equate. We're getting off subject here, but I'm just saying I equate. There's certain movies that are like movie theater movies. Like you go see Iron Man or the Avengers or Batman in the theater. Thank you for putting Iron Man and Avengers before Batman because that's the order it should go in, by the way. <laughs> I, saved the, I saved the best for last. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that it didn't strike me as this one where I got to go, you know, buy my ticket and I got to go see it the first night and all that stuff. It'll be perfectly and good why for me it? to see. It doesn't have that, I mean, it doesn't have that feel like I just need to go buy a ticket and go sit in the theater and see it. When it is going to well, be look, perfectly right good. Well, look, let me, let me cut in real quick because... When MWA was, like, popping and everything, I was, like, not even thought of and really young. This was, like, but, like, this was, like, y'all, like, a lot of people in y'all generation, like, idolized this group. Like, they were game changers. Like, how do you feel the need to not go watch that to see if they at least got it right? Well, I think the answer to that is none of us know whether or not it got it right. We weren't in Compton. We have absolutely no idea what they went through. <laughs> All we heard was the music. So the only thing we have to look forward to is hoping they tell a good story because we don't know whether or not it was accurate or not. But that doesn't that's, that's you enough to go thing. watch it? Oh, I'll go watch it. I'm just trying to figure out why M16 ain't going to watch it. Yeah, like, like got oh, all of his the great, Chronic like it was the Chronic's this, one of my favorite albums, but I'm not going to go watch the movie. Oh, M16 I haven't heard logic, the song folks. since 1989, but I'm not going to go watch oh. the movie. Every time Drake comes out with something, it's great. Oh, okay. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety-two. Ooh. Hey, okay, side first, note: okay. M16 loves Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, and he loves them. any music made before nineteen ninety. Okay, what was this? What's this segment about? Is it about NWA or about getting on my case? All I said no, it's about who's that. gonna watch the movie. Well, all this I movie said was so, made for you. All so I said was the, the I was going to watch the, the movie. The, the bigger question is, why do you n- hate black people, M16? Because you're exactly, not supporting the black that's people. That's exactly what this is. He'll go watch the oh, white man in a Batman movie, okay. but he won't here, go watch here, black okay, people. Here we go my, my brother, my brother, why are you more comfortable handing your hard-earned money over to the white Cujo. man and not, Cujo, and Cujo. not the brother Cujo. man? Cujo. He's Cujo. upset there's Cujo. only Cujo. one white guy in the movie. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> Listen, he's upset there's only one <laughs> white guy in the movie. But nah, seriously though. Yeah. No, but the white but guy in the movie is is Paul Giamatti, and Paul Giamatti is fucking dope. So it's not that I don't want to see. Okay, so so are you going to go see this movie in the theater? Um, when does it come out? A uh, Friday. This Friday. Um, if I'm not doing anything else. And that's not very strong. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm probably not gonna go see it in the movie theater either. I am interested in it at some point, but I. I that's right. I, on the on demand, courtesy of your cable provider, about six months from now. Now, like, like if, like if my lady was like, "Hey, I want to go see this movie," or "Hey, let's let's go on a date or whatever," then I'd be like, "All right, let's go see this movie." But if that's not requested, then I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably not gonna go see this. Oh really? And, and I'm okay. not. Yeah. Did you hear now, that? Easy. Why don't you go ahead and attack? Nah, I was giving. No, giving no, because time, but no, because but the, the I'm only, not gonna attack Kujo because y'all are two different people. Like again, you talk all the time about oh 
old school rap is the best and this and this and that. And now they're making a movie about one of the better rap groups ever during this period that you brag about all the time and you're not going to go watch it. Like the only period that you brag about. But you're missing the point. I'm not saying I don't want to see the movie. I'm just saying I'm not going to the theater to see that movie. That's, and Cujo just said the same thing. Why not? Joker, why, you not why aren't you supporting Joker? the box office? Okay, so are we doing it to support the box office thing, or are we doing the, it's a black movie, and we need to support black movies. We need to watch what the What you got against black people? Nothing. There's why only you... one white guy in the movie, guys. He's not cool with that. Why do you hate colored people? Oh really? 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 With the dog barks? Who brought the dog to work? Somebody's get fired. That was probably you. He said colored. Get out of here, man. Okay. Are you going to go see okay. the movie in the theater? I don't think the question was posed on me. I feel like you're trying <laughs> to deflect. You are the Rotten Tomatoes man. You are the person who hasn't listened to any new music since 1989. This group is all about you. It's all it's, This movie was made for you. We're trying to understand why you're hating yourself so much. I mean, I understand two of the people in the cast, maybe four of the people in the cast might be higher yellow than you, but still, you need to embrace that and accept it. Do you look in the mirror and do you hate yourself because your skin is dark? Do you try to bleach? Is that what this is about? Where the hell is this segment going to? It's going to hell. So All right, but no, this is okay, the, no. Let me, we we let just, me we just don't get your logic, man. You love Rotten Tomatoes. They give it a ninety-two, and uh, I'm gonna go watch it on demand. Okay, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be perfect. I'm gonna be perfectly honest, and I'm I'm gonna say that I agree with EZ, and um, I I thought that you would have gone to see this, only because of well, all the reasons, pretty much that he just said, with it being old school rap. And you loving all the old school stuff, and especially because it's, you know, West Coast. Don't forget the jerk that he hasn't heard anything since. Don't forget the the jerk that he hasn't heard anything. The jerk gives that response my full endorsement. Like, I have no idea why you would not be preaching this movie for people to see. Let me just call call both of you out on this, okay? We got S and Sean coming up right around the corner here. It's. The reason why the both of you, and I'm talking to Easy, I'm talking to the jerk. The reason why you keep bringing up Rotten Tomatoes is because, and I'm going to go here. This wasn't on the show sheet, but I'm doing it. Both of you two jabronis like Fantastic Four that's got a robust 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody else in America likes that movie, but you two This movie has hey, absolutely hey, nothing to that do with That has nothing with... to do with this. Nothing. nothing. It's got yeah. everything to do with it. got everything and to do with it. it's not 9% just... anymore. It's not 9% anymore. I just want to make that wow. clear. Well, what is it then? It's eight percent. <laughs> exactly. Damn it, you are wrong. Yeah. So but, you okay, have you preach, you live, die, hey, bleed, rotten tomatoes. Ladies and gentlemen of our audience, this guy's trying to bash a movie he hasn't watched. Who does that? Nine percent tells me I should do that. <laughs> and nine percent. Okay, and something? we'll talk after the show. Are there any other artists that y'all feel like are worthy of a biopic that you would have that you probably would have gone to the theaters to see? Um, you seen Notorious? That'd be none of them. <laughs> so, do you feel like they can't do a good rap biopic or what? I don't know. I don't know whose story would be worth it at this point. 
So if they make yeah, a Tupac movie, are you going to watch that on demand? Oh, too? yeah. I, I honestly think a Tupac movie will be, will be totally worth it. Because for us in our generation, no, no, no. might as no. well have been Malcolm X. No, no, no. He, he, no. M16 is going to watch it on demand. Oh, I know that. Because, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, I'm just making sure. I, 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 you know what? This is a sad segment because for the first time in us doing any type of radio show, Cujo is actually my ally right now. This is a sad day. Barely. 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 If that. <laughs> anyway. Hey, don't you drag, don't you drag me down with you. <laughs> See? He backed out. Crabs we, in a bucket. We, we got it. We unfortunately have to end this segment because we got the S and Sean interview coming up around the corner. What we're about to do, you know, here on the radio show, we play underground artists. Got an artist uh, coming up here that we're gonna play a a um a song uh, from. We actually played a song from him last week. We're gonna play another one of him this week. All right, Truth First. This song actually features S and Sean on there as well. So we're going to check that out. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Ed and Sean. You want to text us anything about you, you know, you want to get something off your chest, 678-250-4422. All right. So I'm going to give you the little air horn thing here, and we're going to uh, hear this song by Truth First. We'll be right back in just a second on the radio show. It's true first. Uh. This old time and told me times was changing. And I'll be foolish not to change with the times. I paid him no mind, not that I didn't care, but he was in a rocking chair, sitting there, aging. It's cliche to say when you don't know. Those who know won't cut no spite face just to say. Where I'm at, I'm something like Michael Jack. I'm stuck in the middle of this riddle trying to find my way. Is it back home? Maybe. Or maybe off the beaten path with my people free at last. But are we ever free? Truly? You so capitalist, Caesar, slave to your wants and needs. Cause all you want is power, and all you need is money. One percent on country, rest of us are going hungry. So I'ma change plate, so I can change fate. Refuse to stay sleep and bring forth my own weight. I wish that there was more, more to life than these faded dreams. Cause even when I give my all, I'm no closer to the golden sea. I've been banging on these walls. I hope the world can hear my screams. Step up and go to war. But what war can ever change these things? I sat down with a general today. General conversation, anything but. He needs specific plans, motivate a million man's time we living in. Got him pondering like Marvin Gaye. What's going on? He trained Buffalo soldiers how to fight. He lived through human rights, but he might lose his life. The complications of the climate change? Damn, that's so wrong. Plus, it's so off. When half the planet think the planet Earth's already lost. They want the end of days to see Christ come off the cross. Religious, fucking ridiculous. Like the nine that finds up all the world scientists. I don't know if brothers are doing lines of coke or getting lines fed to them by the coke brothers. We need to galvanize and see through the lies. You ain't helping, you just aiding your own demise. I wish that there was more, more to life than these faded dreams. Cause even when I get my all, I'm no closer to the golden sea. I've been banging on these walls. I hope the world can hear my screams. Step up and go to war. But 
that noise was but we're back and we have our guest that's about to join us in like a second who wants to introduce him wow <laughs> that was awesome good job easy you just stick to doing live reads okay welcome back to the hey, radio show. hold on pause pause you stick to being loyal to what you say man all right all right duo we came back from break And go. M16, I'm just our guest. Welcome back to the radio show. That song you just heard was from Truth First. The song is called More. It's awesome. You can check him out. His information is on our Facebook page. Great artist. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to bring in our guest for the, for the night. Artist by the name of Edson Sean. Edson Sean, who has been featured on VH1 Sub Soul. That is an awesome accomplishment. Edson Sean, sir, thanks for coming on the show. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Pretty good, man. Thank you for having me. What's going on with you guys? No, what's going on? So, got to jump right in and ask, you know, I was just mentioning VH1. So, how did the whole VH1 opportunity present itself? And, And in that, did it give you the immediate results that you were looking for? Well, actually, you know, the the artist you just played, Truth First, is actually um, an old friend of mine, and uh, we've been working on music for years, and he actually was the one that shot the video for Stupid Me, and uh, it had an opportunity to present VH1 with the video, and, you know, they said that it fit their VH1 Soul um, playlist, and... I mean, it, it it just happened to be a you know right place at right time. It was a good fit. Um, results wise, I, I I think for me it was just more of an exposure tool because see all those things right now is are just tools to help get yourself out there because the way the internet works now, we have all these um, opportunities at our disposal to you know distribute ourselves and record ourselves, and that just happened to give me a platform where more people than normal would have seen that. Uh, video and it was just a, you know a blessing. That's like I said, it's an awesome accomplishment to be able to have that on your resume. You know, it's a big deal. Uh, definitely, man. It was. It, it's 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 a big deal, and I like I said, man, I, I definitely appreciate it. And all the the, the comments and the you know the, the 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 new fans that you know I've I've obtained on Instagram and and Facebook based off of that opportunity. And I'm noticing, you, you, this is the jerk, sorry, let me introduce myself, Mr. Sean. 
I'm noticing you're kind of all over the place. YouTube, MTV.com, Instagram, Vimeo, Reverb Nation, Afropunk. I mean, <laughs> you even have a small segment on CMT. You, you're kind of all <laughs> over the place. I mean, I see you really, really putting in some serious work, getting your name out there. So, you know, tell me what that process is like. Tell me, you know, if a young artist wants to get out there and make themselves known, let us know the struggles that you've gone through. Spread the word. Give a love. I mean, you know what? It, it's 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 a fun process, but it's it definitely takes work, man. It, it definitely takes um, consistency, man. Like it's really honestly, especially with with younger artists that are coming up, social networking is a way to go, man. And at first, I don't want to say I didn't want to embrace it, but you know, as you you're coming up as an artist, you know, you're setting your way with a bunch of things, but it, it really just takes consistency and putting out one. You got to have quality work. That's that's the first thing. Um, and then just consistently uh, have contact with your your fans with this Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and have direct contact with them, and then constantly giving them content that they want to hear, um, and then making direct connections. I think one of the things I really try to do is make direct connections with my fans. I love being able to you know directly respond to people like, hey, yo, I saw your video. I actually have a DJ friend of mine. Um, and he said he was trying to play the song for his dad. His dad was like, oh, that's my song. He's like, no, this is not your song. This is my boy. You don't know it. And he knew the song word for word just from, you know, these different opportunities. Um, and what I plan to do for future is getting more exposure. Like you mentioned, Afropunk. I definitely want to touch the Afropunk stage and hit South by Southwest. So it's really just, it's just tireless dedication, man, tireless dedication. All right, we're talking to Essence, Sean. He's our special guest tonight. We're going to be playing his song coming up soon, the Stupid Me remix. Easy, you jump in here? Yeah, Easy here. Um, so, Edison, uh, what are your, who are your main influences in the music industry? Like, who do you look at and you're like, I like what so-and-so does, and I think I want to take that and make it better, stuff like that. Who's your mm. uh, biggest influence? Oh well, biggest influence, biggest influence has to it's it's, it's more than one person. But, um, biggest influence is Stevie Wonder, just because of his approach to writing, um, vocally what he does, musically what he does. He he uses music and shapes the emotions, or he can tell somebody else's story without them um, having to do so. His writing is so poetic and. Um, even without the words, even without the words, his music, it makes people feel things. Um, with his music, he can make you feel sad. He can make you feel happy. He can make you feel elated. He can make you feel love. And those are the things I try to do with my music. I also try to tell um, tell stories with my music. It's life through learning. So, for example, the stu original The Stupid Me record was basically a story of a guy who cheated on his girlfriend with his best friend. And it was just showing the repercussions of doing so, the other side of that. I think, you know, a lot of male-centered uh, music likes to uh, celebrate, like, this, this this playerism or this misogyny that, that says, you know, I can have these multiple women, and there's no repercussion for doing so, and that women are disposable. But, I mean, the reality is when you cheat, there's a repercussion to it, and, and, and there's the other side of that. So... He's probably one of my biggest influences. Now, truth be told, well, I, I actually started out. Yeah. Well, I was going to say before you uh, 
whatever you're about to say next. I was going to say, it's funny that, I think it's good, funny that you brought up Stevie Wonder because he plays multiple instruments. And I've heard right. that you play a bunch of instruments as well. So how many <laughs> do you play? How many, first off, uh, how many instruments do you play and what's your favorite one to play? Oh, okay. Um, number of instruments I play, well, is three. I play the guitar, I play the bass, and I play keys. My most favorite instrument to play is, is the bass. Most favorite instrument is the bass. Okay. But you can continue what you were saying because I I found the similarities between, you know, he's musically gifted, he can play a lot of instruments, and you can do the same. So I thought it was cool that y'all, that that was your influence. Yeah, man. I was always told that when you want to be the best at something, you emulate, you know, the best and when you emulate you also want to also you also strive to you know be better and i never i would never say that i'm even close to where he is but that that's my goal man i strive to try to connect with people the way he does i strive to connect with the music the way he does um yeah so that that that's why the similarities are there even with my approach to vocals and things like that is just you know there are some similarities but um my other influence cause i started out with a hip hop group Matter of fact, my my partner was Truth First. You know my you know my Chris Real then, um, but that was my my first group that I was in. So I was initially an MC. So another influence I have all time favorite MC is Big Daddy Kane. Shout out to Brooklyn. Um, Big Daddy Kane and Black Thought. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. I mean, come on now. The Brooklyn shout out was telling me. Brooklyn is wherever wherever anybody is. Brooklyn's always there. You can be in Abu Dhabi, and I guarantee you, you can say it's Brooklyn in the house, and you get a response. So, yeah, home is know, where the heart is. Uh, this is uh, the jerk coming back there with another question. You mentioned your mm -hmm. different stuff. Uh, you know, the things you like about the heart that you're performing. So, for you as an individual, which would you feel most comfortable being? Which one would you like to retire being? Would you like to be a writer? A performer or a storyteller? Mm. Mm. I think I'm going to go for storyteller because I think storyteller, I can encompass um, the writing and performance in that. Because, you know, storytelling is not only the words, it's the way you tell it. You know, so you can have a story and read it and have a monotone um, speech pattern and, and people don't feel anything. But how you express that story, right, the performance of it, uh, um, says something about how you feel about it. And, of course, in the words, you know, using colorful words, I try to use as, as much poetry in my writing. <laughs> Y'all got security, dog? Wow. Yeah. Yes, I'm too. Make a long story short. Yes. She heard you were here. <laughs> she tried to jump the fence. We had to get the dogs out. I'm Got not, it. I'm not, not going to say that somebody's getting fired, but somebody's getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you before we got uh, interrupted by McGruff there. Um, out of all the songs that you've done, and you've done plenty, mm. why was Stupid Me the one to showcase on VH1? Like, wh what was it about that one to say, okay, this is the one that I want to, like, I guess, introduce myself to a national audience with? What was it about that when they said, you know what, this is the one that I need to use? Hmm. I, it was a couple of things. First off, um, shout out to Fran M who produced the track. And he's actually one of my production mentors. Um, but I felt like that song embodied 
the sound that I've been striving for for the longest while. Like I've always wanted to have a sound that was melodic, but the writing was like an MC. It was like poetic. So my, the way I structure my songs, I write like an MC, and I, you know, I sing like a singer. And then the production was something that was soulful, but also had a, a modern sound to it. Um, yeah, so that was why that was the one I chose to go with. And it just received a, 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 a good response across the board. I'm talking about old and young. So it had the widest spectrum of, of, of listeners. So, you know what, let me, let me throw this one out there and see how that works. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so that's a, um, you know, sometimes with the, with the music, just like we were saying, you got to go with what goes with the best response and everything. So and this, this last question here, we'll, we'll get you out of here on this one. You mentioned Brooklyn, so you're coming out of New York, and it's got a track record of great artists across the board, from Biggie to LL Cool J and on down. So coming from mm. somewhere like that, does that put added pressure on you because of the lineage that comes from New York? Not, you know what? It, it doesn't. I think if if I if I questioned the quality of my music, then I would feel that pressure. But I feel like my music is of a caliber where it's a good representation of New York. So I don't really feel pressure. I actually it's more of pride. Like, yeah, I'm from New York, and and I'm I'm you know excited to let people know that that's where I'm from. That's awesome. Now, uh, quick, if you could tell the people, we're getting ready to play the Stupid Me remix in just a moment here. Tell everybody about the project title and when they can expect it and where they could get it when the time comes. Okay, so there's a couple things I want to share. One, I also want you to look out for my collective called The Experience, and that's the spelling is T-H-E and then E-X-P-E-R-I-3-N-C-E. Now, The Experience is the band that I'm rocking with. It's a collaborative collective of just dope artists. It's like a musical super friends where it's myself. I have another artist, Aaron Meyer, that I'm working with another artist, BD3, and also have a poet, uh, Passion, No Last Necessary. And then okay. I have some dope... Say, yeah. Did you just say the musical Super Friends? I just caught that. So you got to be Batman, yeah. right? You're, you're Batman. The, 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 oh, my huh? God. We're really doing a Batman reference. Stop. Don't even entertain Stop, please. that. Hey, listen. Stop. Listen. Honestly, if, 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 if I had to pick, I would have to be Batman because... Batman is the one that had a contingency plan for everybody. But anyway, you know. Um, but yeah, so and we have a, a bunch of dope musicians. I have um, Justin Sweeney, who's on the drums, Monet on bass. I have Taylor, who's on guitar. Um, I have Ron, who's on trumpet. And we just literally sit there and jam and play, and we just give everybody a musical experience when they come to our show, hence the name. So that's going to be a dope, dope project that you need to look out for. We're trying to actually hit as many cities as possible, so I need to find out how I need to get down to Atlanta and, and, and put on a show for you guys. Um, the project is going to be called The Pursuit of Magic, and I'm going to be releasing that around November 15th, so I'm working on finishing up that project. Um, the next video I'm probably going to shoot for is probably the Stupid Me remix, um, who's, which also is going to be shot by True First again. So Also, you can... Album title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, the artwork is crazy, too. Um, and that's I done by... That, um, I love that album. I'm sorry to cut you off, but... Oh, no, please, please. I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. Hey, oh, and... Um, yeah. 
Oh, the pursuit of magic. And the, the thing is about that too, magic can be whatever you want. Magic could be love. Magic could be um, the, the life that you're, that you're trying to um, accomplish, you know, um, just a lifestyle that you, you, you see for yourself. So magic can be whatever it is that you're striving for. And so that's why um, I titled the project that because Pursuit of Magic is me pursuing the, the life that I envision for myself and for the people that I surround myself with and my musical family, my actual family. And so that, that, that's why I titled it that. All right, we got all right, Essence and Sean coming through on the radio show. We appreciate you, yes. you know, coming through, dropping some knowledge and everything. It was a lot of fun. And you know, hopefully after the 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 project comes out we'll have you on again and we'll play some more songs oh, and definitely. you know, get some more insight from you, brother. We appreciate it. All right. Definitely thank you. And just if you guys want to follow me on social networking, that's E D S O N S E. A N all one word and on Instagram follow my band page the experience all one word T H E E X P E R I three N C E and on there you can see all my super friends and you can like them too Aaron Maya B D three everybody thank you guys again for the opportunity. All right, all right real quick before, before you go you, before you go Favorite. before you go I gotta put you I want I want to push you to work so okay I go ahead okay and, I want you to go ahead and. Take us into the break. Introduce your song, if you do not mind, sir. Oh, definitely. All right. This is Edson Sean on the radio show, and you are now about to listen to the Stupid Me remix that was produced by Edson Sean and DJ Flawless. All right. We'll be right back in just a second. Enjoy this awesome song by Edson Sean. <laughs> Is this a good enough reason? I'm giving no reason for leaving. 
to the radio show got the the boys in the house m16 the jerk ez your boy cujo you just heard a great song from a great artist by the name of edson sean that song is called stupid me that's the remix all right the song is awesome and pretty much everything that guy does is pretty awesome musically um you want to get in touch with him we're going to have all his information on the facebook page at the end of the show all right, you want to give us a call, you may do so, 323-642-1604. The text number is 678-250-4422. If you want to email us, you can do that, theradioshow2015 at gmail.com. Um, we got a text. Did I hear that? Yeah, somebody uh, said that they really liked the song. It was really nice. So uh, y'all got feedback on the song or how y'all feel about the song, make sure y'all hit us up and let us know. But we do have somebody on the line that wants to say something. Peace. How's hello, hello. Peace, peace, peace. How's everybody doing? What's going on? What's up, man? Tell everybody your name. How y'all doing? My name is BD3. I am one of uh, S and Sean's super friends. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, what do you have right. to say about the song? Um, you know, I'm biased, man. So, you know, the song is dope to me. It's hella dope. Um, um, I was there when, um, he was, you know, going through that process. Cause I, um, is, I don't know if he mentioned it. I don't know if I should mention it at all, but there was a, there's an alternative version to stupid me. So that, that is, that is dope, man. I see, I see, I seen him, uh, curate that from the ground up. And you know, I mean, I love that joint right there. Well, it's always cool to have people that are, you know, behind the scenes that help out with songs like this. So it's cool to get your pers- pers- perspective on this. And uh, we really thank you for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Definitely. And much love and respect to you guys, too, man. You guys keep doing what you're doing, man. I thank you. Keep the fire going, man. I'm glad you like our ignorance. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Peace and love, y'all. All right, sir. Thank you. And if uh, you, know you guys what? want to call in and give your comments, make sure you hit up our line, which is the number I keep forgetting. So uh, maybe M16 can give that number real quick. All right, it's 
1604. And you know what, Kujo, I got to mention this, you know, easy, you know, with the phone call and everything is that that right there is like a tie for the best call we've ever had to any radio show we've ever done. Yeah, I mean, work out that way. Shout out to DB. I, I forgot the last part of his, his name, DB. <laughs> shout out to him. He came on really professional. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I just, I just got to say. <laughs> Easy has been slaughtering everybody's name. <laughs> no, I'm only I've only slaughtered his, and I'm sorry about that because he just got off. And Ed, and Edison Sean. I didn't say that. Okay, now that was off air. Now y'all bringing y'all went in the closet and brought some shit out. That's fucked up. All right, though. So, but yeah, it's always it's always dope, man. When we have when we have. Uh, you know, good artists come through and, and, you know, explain the creative process, um, you know, which is, which is one of the more, uh, you know, serious parts of the show and everything. And, and that brings us to another serious topic. Um, the lottery. So there was a woman and I use serious lightly and sarcastically, but there was a woman who won a hundred million dollars on the lottery. And she went and bailed her boyfriend out, or fiance rather, out of jail for six million dollars. And she's caught quite a bit of uh, public criticism for how she's spending her money bailing a fiance out for six million dollars. Was she right or wrong? I mean, have have people done stupider things? in the name of love, I mean, she has a hundred million in the scope of things. I mean, would she spend two, 2%, maybe three, two, 3% how or much, something like that. How much did she win though? She won 188 million, I think. So I'm just saying, just let's just say she, after taxes, whatever, she has a hundred million. And she I mean, still got 94 to play with. Well, and, and then here's the thing, his bail or his bond was, was, Six million. So usually only have to pay what ten percent of that. So she really only paid sixty thousand. My math is not. I've been drinking. Don't don't count on my math. I, I don't but know. She only well, had to pay. I don't know. We know what Cujo got in school in math. <laughs> well, I don't know. For some weird reason, everybody's sticking to this six million dollar number like it's a pretty solid figure. So until we find out what she actually had to pay out in cash, we kind of need that. Well, know. no, I know. But, I know the bond well, was. Well, and the bond was, another thing, and you never what have was he in jail for anyway? I was gonna say that's the real question. What the hell did he do for a six million dollar yeah, bond? Yeah, what did that he do? Like that, yeah, yeah. He, he, like he, he, he violated. He violated a previous um, bond or whatever. Like he wasn't supposed to leave out of state or some shit like that, and he left, and so they arrested him or something like that. Look, man, Damn, that's not the bond that much. Sure. I don't. I, I would have to look and see what the original crime was. I'm. I'm not even looking at the article to be 100 percent honest with you. Y'all asking way too many questions for that to be Google in existence. But the question. Uh, we is, only asked. We only asked two. The question is: Is her? Is what she spent? Was that a stupid thing to spend your money on? Was 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 she dumb for blowing six million dollars to bail her uh, fiance out of jail? Well, the jerk is going to go ahead and say at the end of the day, yes, it was a stupid fucking purchase. Because 
you have to look, you have to take a step back and look at your entire situation. You have $100 million to reset your life. The wise decision is to cut off everybody in your life that did you wrong and start over from them. Because as soon as people know you want this money, they're going to be people you never even heard of before come out of the woodworks trying to get this money. So you got to start cutting people off early. And if she thought he was innocent, that's one thing. But... Nah, you got to let that go. He is no good in her life. So if, let's just hypothetically, your significant other, any of you gentlemen, your significant other um, was in jail and you hit the lottery for $100 million, would you would you bail him out if Bond was set at $6 million? I don't know, man. $6 million is a lot be of Be careful. They could be listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, again, you still got nine. I got to worry about that. that. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about that. My wife don't live. You better knock on some wood. <laughs> Might happen to you. Better knock on some wood. No, I mean, I, I think uh, part of the problem is, and it's, it's been a problem with a lot of things that have been on social media, is that everybody's trying to mind everybody else's business. If she wants a lighter and she wants to spend $6, $6 million, $7 million, or whatever, it's her money. She can do whatever she wants. Um, did they say, uh, here we go asking questions again, but did they say how long the guy had been in jail? I think it was a few weeks or a month, uh, months or something like that. But he was in there before. And, this is and her, if you want to put things, if you want to, if you want to put things into perspective, and then you want to take in a whole bunch of other information to put into this, Dylan Roof's bond was only a million dollars. Damn. That's True. it. Jerk pulling out the big guns. That's perspectives. See, yeah. somebody using Google. I see where the problem is. In reading the article, she bailed him out not once but twice. Once at $3 million, and then again an additional $6 million to get him out again. So what is the saying? First time, shame on me? Sec- no, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. So she a fool. She's going to lose all her money before the end of the week anyway. But, I mean, if you look at the other side of it, yeah, that's kind of dumb. Like, let's just say, because I, I honestly think you only got to pay like 10% of your bond, something, something stupid like that. But let's just say she did spend $9 million to bail him out. What easy said before, you you still got $91 million if you want $100 million. Once a so fool, want, always a fool. If she'll blow 10% if, of her wealth, she'll blow all of it. If I wanted to go, if I want $100 million and I wanted to make a, a granite driveway, you can't drive on it, but I just want my driveway to be granite. I could do that because I got $100 million, and what the fuck else am I spending it on? Just to kind of play devil's advocate. If you if you got I, it in the bank. I can take them anyway to go. If, if you got $100 million in your bank, in, in let's just say a regular savings account that gets 1% in the, uh, yield, the, the AYP 1%. You could that you could live off that for for that's a lifetime. That's it's a million dollars. Like that's some people, or the, most of us won't see a million dollars in a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, that's if you don't spend it like Floyd Mayweather, you're gonna have that for the rest of your life. Yeah, but but well, let's, let's look. Let's let's take this in the perspective. Let's take this step back. If you're given a million dollars and you're willing to spend, say the bond was 
ten percent the first time, three million three hundred thousand dollars. It was nine million the second time, uh, nine hundred thousand dollars. If you have a, a, a million dollars, she's already burned through that in the first two bonds. She does not have the mental capacity to live off that for the rest of her life. She would burn through it. For somebody who committed, we don't even know if it's the same crime or so, multiple crimes or whatever. They could have been crimes think, against her for all we So know. wait, so jerk. I, so think, jerk. I think you were telling who, drugs. Who's the person you, the first uh, first thing you said was that she had to cut people off. So, like, who's going to be the person in her inner circle that tells her, look, you need to stop spending money, whatever? She, well, like it, the person should, within her inner somebody circle gonna, needs to be herself. It, 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 at some point, you need to realize where your situation is. You have to stop counting on other people to explain where you are. There are people on this planet who look at people in the other pictures and they know they're big, but they listen to people in their circles and they think they're fine and sexy, but at the same time, they're 300 pounds overweight. But you you, you have to be able to love and trust yourself before you can trust anybody else. You are the so she, first person in this role. So she did. So she did answer the criticism that she's been facing. Um, her name is uh, Marie Holmes, um, $188 million, $188 million Powerball winner. And she said, quote, I wasn't going to say anything, but, you know, $188 but apparently million, dollars, she, looks, she looks pretty good for $188 She's comfortable. Be careful, be careful, married men. Be careful. Y'all on I'm just saying. If she, I, like I said, my wife ain't she, listening. If she made a hundred thousand or less, she wouldn't be cute. But a hundred and eighty-eight million, <laughs> she's 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 pretty damn good looking. Just so. Oh my god, she's got the sparkle of the dollars on it. It makes it just a bit better. Man, so here's her response: "Quote, what y'all need to be worried about is y'all money and not how I spend mine in this. Wait, this is benefiting y'all how." And he's no drug dealer or user, but who are y'all to judge anybody? I will definitely pray for y'all because it's much need. Um, she left her ED off needed, but I'll pray for y'all because it's much because it's much need. They talk about Jesus, so I'm not surprised y'all are talking about me, but be blessed though. Okay, can it, I translate that? Level yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna translate that. What she's saying is is that my boyfriend is a bum. But I have money to get him out now, so I'm going to do it. Because Jesus told me yep. to. Yep. More there or less. I mean, she's she saying, I got money and I can do what I want with it. It's not hurting you, yep. so let me spend my money. Nah, she, she, she sounds like the person that uses Jesus in a sentence but hasn't been to church in a while. That's what she sounds like. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't even say that. I can't even say that. There are people who have been to church for a long time that will take that Okay, I'm going to get a hell of a lot of hate mail for this. If you don't stop listening to me, for course, you might as well cut me off now. There are just as many people who would have given that same money for this guy to get out of jail as there are Christians in church right now who would have gave their pastor this money to avoid tax evasion. Wow. I was just going to say the sounds- fact that she... I'm just going to say the fact that she mentioned that he's no drug dealer and nobody asked him that just leads me to believe that he's dealing drugs. Just saying. Or he done something well, worse. Well, yeah, one of the one of the cases that was that he was facing was assault 
uh, against women and drug possession? Um, yeah, eight thousand bags of heroin. Oh, oh well, at least well, he's now we know why. I know why I ain't got the bag of eight thousand bags. So what? Now you know what the bomb is so high. I mean, eight thousand bags. I mean, that is that's worse than attempt to distribute. That's a goddamn cartel. That's what that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? No, El no, Chapo, no. That's hard work and dedication is what that is. He wasn't looking yeah, to sell to the small-time nickel-and-dime guy around the corner. He was looking yeah, to she, distribute. Yeah, she should probably not talk anymore. No. Yeah, so somebody, it came up earlier in conversation, and somebody said that nobody under the age of 20, or nobody, nobody under the age of 30 should have $100 million. Is right. there any validity to that? No. Absolutely not. No. No, and I would say this: that, that the person who said that, this woman and that guy, would all be people to avoid. He said, "Think about you at 20." Now, and, and this is this is uh, Lil Duval, uh, the comedian. He said, "Think about you at 20. Now, think about you at 20 with a hundred million dollars. You'll be dead." And I say to that, I'd still be living off that first year interest. If I had a hundred million dollars at 20, and I'm 28 right now, I'd still be living off that first year interest. No, it it, it goes back too fast. You blow through that money too fast. It starts off with one or two cars. It's and then it moves to one or two parties. It it moves on to a boat or not, two. Not for the next thing you know, you know, that's going in the bank. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm gonna have a hundred million dollars and have a basic. The bank is a lost and a basic whatever other car. <laughs> I don't need them fast. The bank. The bank is a loss too, because right now banks insure at what two hundred forty thousand dollars. So if the bank goes under, you lost everything above two hundred forty thousand dollars. So you don't trust anybody. Anybody who's grown up in a poor situation thinks they're gonna treat money a different way, but they don't know until they actually get it. And then you all have all friends, all you have family, you have people who love you, you want to look out for you, want to do better for them, you want them to do better for yourself. Are you really gonna say no to them? Are you the jerk? Can you do what I would do? Not, no, no, no. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that I wouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't have a couple purchases or whatever. But I, I still, I, I wouldn't be too far under a hundred million. I say that in in eight years, I wouldn't be too far under a hundred million. Now, there's obviously the Aston Martin tax that comes out immediately on any lottery winner yeah. that I'm that I'm subject to. There's a, there's an Aston Martin tax that's going to be automatically um, applied. And then there's a new Aston Martin every time a new Aston Martin comes out. Uh, I think I'm good. I think I'm good with one, honestly. The one wait, 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 and what you did was you just admitted that if there was a newer, better, more expensive version of it, nah, you, you would have nah, tried to get it. Nah, you can't compare a challenger to a Aston Martin, though. That's that's different. Nah, that's why the reason why I can't <laughs> challenge. Well, the reason why I can't compare one to the other is because one's thirty thousand dollars and the other's a two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And the only reason I can't make that comparison is because. I don't know if you make that kind of money now, but I can't. I can't afford an Aston Martin right now. But I, what I'm saying is, the mind frame doesn't change. 
when you have the ability to, to afford, you push yourself to these brackets. I'm in that same situation now. I have all the house I ever wanted. But we're about to have a second child. For some weird reason, we feel like we need to have a larger house. It's going to throw us into several hundreds of thousand dollars more money because I need to stay in the same area. But we could live with four kids in the same house. And that's just me bringing a personal aspect to this entire situation. I'm not saying that at this time, if you saw this particular situation, could you react to it differently? What I'm saying is look at your experiences in the past and see if you responded to them differently. If you have, you have a a juxtaposition to say that you would do something differently in that situation. But if you... Aside from the the car thing, I think everything else has pretty much been the same. But again, I haven't been... Like you said, I haven't been subject to any, any any major life events or anything, any any major income changes like that um, to be able to, you know, to be able to make that kind of uh, decision. That kind of decision. But, but you you had yeah. you had a decision. You had the option. You had the opportunity. You could have stayed with what you had, but did you stay? There? I because I didn't want it in the so, first place. And that's 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 my standpoint. That's that's what I'm saying is. The number, the dollar amount of money that you have in your personal bucket has absolutely no impact on your ability to spend what you don't have or to spend what you do have because you're going to put this in a prism or a scope. I think the the only thing that I can really say or put into perspective for a lot of people is college students versus people who graduate college and go into the NFL. I was a broke-ass college student. I had a townhouse. I could have lived happily with my student loans and my townhouse. The people I went to school with had full-paid scholarships and free rides. They had townhouses. One or two of them went to the NBA. They went from being able to have a full life on the meager earnings that they had they jumped 30 or 40 scales above where they were, and all of them are broke right now. And a lot of it's got to do with the people that you hang around, too, because if they were in the NBA, then they're hanging around other NBA people, then your circle changes. True that. You've got to try to keep up with the Joneses and all that. But, but this lady, she, she was spending her money on love. That's her fiancé, the person she's potentially, you know, planning to spend the rest of her life with, which we can all understand things that one is – Women to do in the name of love. So yeah, man. But I mean, what, what are some what, love that what are some things? I'm okay. You wouldn't spend six million dollars on your wife if you had it. Well, okay. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he would. So, what are some okay, things listen. that you? What are some crazy things that you've done in the name of love? They could be crazy expenses, or they could be just crazy gestures. They could be whatever. I mean, you know, just anything that you can think of. That that's crazy that you've done in the name of love, and don't confine Anybody? it. Don't confine it. Not in the lane, name of love of the person that you're in love with, but in the name of something that you really, 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 really wanted. Right. So, like, pussy, for example. We we all men. We've all done things to get in the pants of a woman or another man. I don't know what your preference is, but um, you know, we we. 
we do things that and 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 a, one clear example is breaking the bank on the first date. You don't know this woman from anything, but the prospect of potentially getting in the pants, you spend more money than what you can afford to spend. You know what I mean? So that's a good question. Thing. This is yeah. this conversation took a turn. I wasn't expecting it to go, but that's a that's a that's a good question on what have you done stupid with your money? But you know the funny part about it is is that she don't feel like what she did with her money was stupid. To us it might seem that way. I mean when she said he's no drug dealer though he has eight thousand bags of heroin. Um damn that's a that is a really good question. So what we'll do, we'll take oh. a break. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll play a song, and we'll give the audience time to call in. Um, telephone number is or, two or three six four two. Yeah, telephone number is three two three six four two one six zero four, and the text number is. Uh, <laughs> yep. No, and I thought you were going to text us. And you want to text us six seven eight. All right, we're going to play a quick track and uh, we will be right back. Just, just keep moving forward. And you say, 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 and
my craft, lyricism is my ism without religion, most spiritual, all praises due to the most high, some take a pen and just write lies, or better yet spit tales to the wide eye, you speak of you for the future of our people, remember the times we only wanted to be equal, if I could just touch the hearts of many, or connect a few if any, we don't choose our destiny, you see it's given, we can only choose the path in which we live in, I want a legacy like Simmons, we living in times where evil is the thing to be, I guess that's why so many things trouble me, can help the way my mind entwines, sometimes I want to rewind, so I write till every line, it's like a breath of a blast from a nine, Yeah, that horn never gets old, man. We're back. And uh, we're going to get into our next topic. This one has something to do with religion. Well, not really, but it, it's an inter- interesting topic, to say the least. So, uh, M16, tell us about what we're going to talk about next. Okay, yes. Before we do that, I just want to say that we didn't continue the other subject because we didn't come up with anything stupid that we did because we're all smart because we're married. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Round of applause. Woo. Yeah. Um, All right, so uh, what we're going to get into here uh, was something interesting that came across uh, in the world of sports, and we we didn't really talk a whole lot of sports on here, and this isn't really a sportsy story like that, but um, it was um, interesting that Arian Foster, who's an NFL football player, who basically is like the anti-Tim Tebow, where he's coming out and saying that he does not believe in God, he is an atheist, and he just wanted to announce it to the world through an ESPN the Magazine article. It's a polarizing thing when you start talking about religion and belief, and, and you can really divide things and split things when you start hearing stuff like that. So I'm going to ask you, Cujo, when you hear an athlete 
which, you know, we equate athletes to be, you know, truly blessed with, you know, these gifts to be able to play the sport. So when you hear athletes say something like this, when you hear Arian Foster say something like that, the first thing that comes to your mind is what? Who is Arian Foster? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, the typical. If, Does if he you play watch golf? the NFL. Well, oh, wait, hey, oh, NFL. He, he didn't run for a hundred yards against the Falcons? He didn't do that? No? No oh, idea. Because he's, he's always hurt. Now we know why he's always hurt. Because ah, that makes God's sense. showing him. <laughs> oh, you want to be an atheist? Well, bam, injury. But hey, you know, religion isn't for everybody. And personally, I kind of blame that on organized religion. I think I think I think organized religion or, or, or you know a lot of the masses, um, the, the the quote unquote Jesus freaks that they call them, um, they ruin it for a lot of people. And and just in terms of, I mean, why would you chant it? You know what I mean? Like if they if on the off chance there is a heaven or hell or whatever, you can believe that there isn't. But I mean, whatever. There's a there's an afterlife of some kind. I mean, whatever. Just all, all most religions say is just be a good person. There's a couple other little rules off to the side that you got to follow, like don't eat pork and don't do this and whatever. I mean, you know, most of them have some kind of um, forgiveness policy built into most major religions, whatever. But uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, all it is is just be a good I like, person. I like the term forgiveness policy. Like they took a seminar it, about this. Look, just be a good person and you'll go to heaven. Be a bad person and you go the, to hell. That's the crazy thing about this is that Arian Foster, he's not like, he's not a dick. He's not a guy that just like says arrogant things. He's a really, he seems like a genuine person, really nice in the media and everything, really humble. His story is very yeah, interesting, you, so if you don't know who you he might is. Want to re, you might want to revisit that because there's some stories out there about him being a complete a complete Richard in the locker room. Just well, Richard, I have a, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm basing this off of what I know about him and what I've read about him, so I guess I'll have to look into that as well. But I'm saying, like, when you see him on TV, M16, and you see him uh, doing interviews and stuff, he's not that kind of guy that just like to have a person like me come away and just go, wow, that dude's an asshole. He's like, you know, I, I think he's so is, very humble. Throw that particular it, it title into the. Throw that particular title into what he does. He's a running back. He's basically the point guard of any team or a boxer like Mike Tyson. Like you have to intimidate people from where you are, because without your front line, you're nobody. You're gonna demolish. So you got to kind of get into people's heads as far as what you say. So is the trash talk him or is the trash talk him trying to be a better running back? You well, I, honestly, I'm, I'm going to well, don't answer that. I mean, if, if you're stop, basically stop, asking stop, if he stop. talks trash. Stop. Stop. Don't answer that because this story is shit. Who gives a damn if he's, if, if he's atheist or not? His first name is Aaron. He's a black guy who's got Aryan brotherhood in his first name. Nobody gives a damn what the fuck he believes in. Nobody cares. He's atheist, whatever. 
What is he doing? Right. He, even, he smashes he people in the head. He but it's that was the but, that was the funniest part, Jerk. That neither like Easy and I know because we're like you know we're in the sport. But not that you're not in the sport. You're a huge football fan too, and you didn't even know who he was. I think your team played him who in the cares? playoffs year. No, he played for the he plays for the. Yeah, I'm not even gonna mention the name of the team because they should have never been an NFL team to begin with. They're bullshit. Shout out to the Texans. Team. Shout out. They're to the bullshit expect ex- expansion team. They should have never even not. been created. Shout out to the Texans. Y'all on hard knocks, which means y'all are basically not gonna make the playoffs this year. Y'all got in a fight <laughs> on TV. Or what year? <laughs> I mean, like just the, they're just the trying te- to make. News. The Texans they're are the Pelicans the of, of the NFL. Hey, but we make the playoffs. Though. The Pelicans. No, make the the Pel- they are not the Pelicans of the NFL. They are all the Saints and the Falcons of the NFL. I'm gonna go ahead and I'll just say they are the Saints and the Falcons of the NFL. It just, you know, sorry, I just got shot. I just got fired. My bad. <laughs> I, I, no, we're not. We're not even gonna go there, jerk. We're not gonna, you know. I know you're trying to take a shot at that, but. It's not like anybody's team on here lost by 35 points in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Richard Sherman uh, had a lot of reasons to talk after playing y'all in the Super Bowl. Yeah, anybody who would hire a 38 year old quarterback to lead them anywhere, I don't. The, the Broncos lost yeah, we me get the to, same way that Alabama lost me. Alabama yeah, lost can, me in we, a bigger way than they did. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we could change the subject because usually uh, when you start going the sports route on a show that's not a sports show, down goes the show. And that's exactly what happened with yeah. the Arian Foster thing. It felt like a good idea when we mentioned it. It was a bad Well, no, idea. I thought we were just going to expand and talk more about religion or, like, people's beliefs and stuff. But, you he, know, he Cujo does, has he to does, take the – If it's not Atlanta sports, so <laughs> he doesn't believe – well, here's the thing. He doesn't believe in God, so when he breaks off an 80-yard run and somehow he gets mangled at the one-yard line, we know what happens. Well, that and he's already on IR and he won't be able to play till week eight, so you better chill out or with that, Or he stopped <laughs> running at the one-yard hey, line. Hey, look, you know you get hurt all the time when your owner throws you under the bus. Like, there's an article and his owner was like, oh, I'm not shocked he's hurt. He's always hurt every year. I was like, damn. Damn. You need to go. I need to go check that out. So why was Michael Vick continuously being picked up? Why was Aaron Rodgers continuously being picked up? There are why why oh why? I can think of many many quarterbacks who should have never been picked up. And I can think of almost a dozen or more NBA players. Allen Iverson. Why did his career last more than two years? Um, the the dude from um, the Miami Heat, their star, the guy that I actually thought should have led them with their triple P, but he stays injured all the damn time. They're not injured. Yeah. None of them are. <laughs> well, I mean, if Arian was looking for blame or a reason as to why he's always injured, that I would think that would be number one on the list. But like you but like you said, sports talk gets us nowhere. It, I feel like we're just having a conversation between ourselves and the audience is tuning out. So let, let's move on to the next subject. 
Yeah, because that, yeah, I would do the same thing. Especially when you start talking about yeah, the and you want to talk about a tune-out. Like, what? So, but yeah, so what's would, the next topic? So we would end off on this, this last uh, bit of conversation here. And it just has to do with, I guess, the priorities of our people. And when I say our people, I'm talking about black folks. Where there was a lot of, you know, for every post about, you know, the stupid beef that was going on with, with Drake, there were other people that were saying, hey, you know, you guys spending all this time on celebrity issues and celebrity beef and Kylie Jenner and all this BS. But what about the real world issues that's going on while you distracted with these little, you know, issues over here? What about things that are happening that are really important? So I guess the question is, do why as black people are we more concerned with celebrity issues and can't focus on real world issues? Where's the disconnect? Now is that now is that just black people or is that uh just American? Well, well, it could be just America, but I want to focus, focus on us. <laughs> yeah, let's focus, focus on, on us. Because I just want to focus on us. Yeah, I feel like yeah. with social media, we idolize celebrities more than, like, others, and I don't get that. So speaking of us, we generally create the spectrum for our own social media. We We create what's popular to wear. We create what's popular to do. I don't think that we're so as a people, I don't I don't know many black people who are into Kim Kardashian. I don't know a lot of black people who are Ooh. into the um the bad, yeah, the Kylie a, Jenner story. Oh, it's a lot of them, dog. I, just, I think it might just be your circle, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm saying, it's, it's my circle. It's, it's me. I don't yeah. know anybody. Like, the people I grew up with in the small time I grew up with that post things, nobody ever posts things about the Kardashians. They don't care. So is it a generational thing? Is it just is it just the later generations that are that are more into this stuff? Because I mean, this is what this is what they growing up with. This is what's going on now is their is their Courtney uh was it Courtney Love? The the the, the chick who was always drugged up and had the eighty year ninety year old husband and all that shit. Are you talking about Nirvana, the the lead singer from Nirvana's girlfriend? Courtney Love? I think so. Yeah, there you go. Courtney Love and um the Hugh Hefner, Larry Flint thing that was going on in the whatever nineties, eighties, whatever that was going on. And I mean that's there's there's celebrity there's a lot of celebrity stuff that goes on in every in every generation. I think just with social media uh, you know, kind of to Jerk's point, it just kind of becomes magnified. I mean, it's 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 kind of its own it's its own beast. I mean, it it can create, it can make and break and and create these things that we talk about that we get absorbed with that kind of you know are escapes from our regular lives because people, most people already use the internet and use um, you know social media sites to be somebody that they can't be in person. So if you take that and you add all these other things and compile it all into, you know, social media, the beast that it is, then it, you know, it, it, it can take you away from, from real world issues because you don't really necessarily want to have to deal with that. Plus, in some social sites, it's not necessarily, oh, and let me say in some social circles, it's not necessarily the place to talk about that kind of stuff. Cause I got third, 
I mean, and it's the same thing in real life. You got certain friends that you talk about certain stuff with. Like you don't talk about topic A with with this group of people. Or you don't talk about topic B with this group of people. You know what I mean? Like I, I think people just take that to social media. Like I I want my Facebook page to be funny, full of funny stuff. I don't want to talk about what's going on at ISIS and, you know, whatever. So could be that. Yeah, and that's, that's and and you make a valid point because everybody's not made to be the militant type, but everything that you you post or do on social media, because I'm the same way. I mean, I, you know, family oriented. I want to joke, but does everything have to be just under the umbrella of things that are going on in entertainment? I mean, there's got to be something else that you could be doing with yourself a little bit more interesting or more constructive than just that. I mean. Maybe I'm the wrong person to talk about this because after a while, everything on social media annoys me. Like everybody doing their straight out or whatever their city is, that got on my nerves like the moment I started seeing it. So maybe I might be the wrong yeah, one. But I, you know, I pre- yeah, I, I knew that was going to blow up and become, a, and become a, an annoyance, which is why I never really, you know, I, whatever. But yeah, I, I appreciate uh, it for what it is. I mean, everybody kind of just representing where they're from. Who doesn't want to represent where they're from? But, you know, it. it Man, I, yeah. Yeah, but, no. but usually now, with what, everything that, with every trend that starts, people just start taking it too far. Like what y'all talking about with the straight out of whatever city you're from, people took that and now they're referencing it to like M16's favorite topic, Meek Mill, and they like taking it overboard. Like, <laughs> like they well, had no, one I, about Magic I Johnson. Actually, they had I actually disagree. Magic. I don't think that that was necessarily taking it overboard. I, I well, actually no. think that that's where the, one that's where the internet Johnson was taking it. Overboard, okay. <laughs> like yeah, so they I have one. Where they, the, I, 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 yeah, so I think that's where the internet becomes kind of a place where uh, I mean, it, it just sees where people get creative with when you take one of these things. Like M sixteen said, it probably started with somebody just being annoyed by it, and then they took it and made it into a joke. So where you got a picture of Caitlyn Jenner, and then it says straight out of testicles or something like that. Like I thought that's it. I thought that it was extremely clever for people to just start taking it and doing that with, with uh, you know, all these different celebrities and all these different, you know, trending topics. Like, they took one with Kobe Bryant, said straight out of teammate, whatever. Like, it, yeah. I, I think and like the Magic the Johnson really one shine, was straight but. out of T-cells or something like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like the people that take these things overboard are the same ones that didn't finish high school. So... <laughs> They need to get their priorities straight. Something. I think the people who uh, took it overboard are the people who just ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just because they dropped out of high school. Uh, <laughs> I know, whatever. I, I mean, you got co- you got college graduates who ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah, it's it funny though that you you hear people bring that up a lot where they're saying, you know, they got all these real world issues going on, and you know, the beef between. Uh, you know, Drake and uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, who cares? Meek Mill. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> this one, Meek thought he was on the come up. You know what's really messed tools. up about this? Is for some weird reason, M16 does not want to call want us to call him by his real name, which is Meek Mill. You need to go ahead and own up to it, Meek. Wow. Own up to it. Tell Nikki I said what's up. Wow. You're the only person on the planet that I think would be ashamed of being with Nikki. So, you know, just own up to it, dude. Seriously. It's just amazing, you know, just how that 
that comes up. But, you know, um, social media, you know, it's got a way of swaying things. And sometimes people, I guess, they go on there because maybe that might be their break in the day to get away from stuff like that. Because I think all of us, if you think about your Twitter timeline or your Facebook timeline, you got a couple of Malcolm Farrakhan's on there who's like, they're trying to fight every battle. Everything is a conspiracy. We, we oh, my become, God. We need, we need reparations, you know. So, so where's the balance? Can you, can you be too, uh, can you be too militant? Can you be too, uh, you know, uh, fight yes. the power? Yes. Is, you know, you can be, you, yes, you can be too militant. You can be because everything you definitely is material, can. you know, because I got some, some, some of my folks, I mean, I'm not calling them by name, you know, and if you, you are offended by it, then a hit dog or holler. But I mean, there's a few of them where everything is a problem. It'd be like, there's rain coming. Yeah, there's something going on with the weather. They're coming to get us through the through the weather. Something. Yeah, see that that person is aggravating. <laughs> or the the one that doesn't fact check. They just go with the first report and then they like ran about it, and then later on that story is not really all what they thought it was at first. Like, and they never apologize. Never apologize because they're always right, and the government's out to get us. Blah blah blah. Everything's a hoax. That person, yeah. conspiracy theory, Every, it's, it's always everybody's sheeple. That, yeah, that too. Or uh, yeah. like every time there's a major issue going on, and then like another TV, like when the Ferguson, like the first round of the Ferguson thing was going on, and like for some reason Disney Channel decided to bring back all the old TV shows for one night. And they have this one person that goes, you see, look what they're doing to us. They're, they're uh, hypnotizing us by putting Disney Channel shows back, the old Disney Channel shows back. They're trying to take us away from the real issues. Uh, shut up. Well, wow. Disney wasn't known take... racist, so that may be true. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so Disney wasn't known racist, so that may be yeah, true. Yeah, he was, he was a pretty big racist. Well, but we're talking about Disney Channel, man. Like, that's so racist and all that stuff. Wait, 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 hold on. Did you say racist or rapist? Racist. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know what he did in his private life. Yeah. Like, I don't well, know Family Guy did make fun of that. Family Guy did make fun of that. I actually think one is worse than the other. I would rather he be racist than a rapist, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't catch that because. I little yeah. small little ha- halfway local radio show get yanked real fast. They were like the radio show accused Walt Disney of being racist. But no, we said Man, racist. He's, oh, okay, whatever. Well, okay. He, he, he's he's dead. He'll be all right. Mm-mm. Disney's fine. Mm-mm. No. He hired many lawyers who would live way beyond him that are still suing people to this day. <laughs> yeah, just I really amazing. think Disney's not concerned about our show right now. I, I'm not concerned about our show right now. So, <laughs> wow! Okay. Time, I'm just playing. It's that time of the show where we play the game that's sweeping the nation, called random, where it's the first thing that comes to your mind and you say it, which is AKA for we should just call this show the, or we should call this portion of the show the jerk, because that's what he does. So, as a matter of fact, I like the theme song. We need a we need a theme song for this portion of the show. We really do. I know we do. We're gonna have to work on that. 
We'll find Not it. Maybe maybe by next week we'll have something. Sure. Not. Your, your time to yeah. go random. What the fuck something. are you doing? There's my random thought right there. That works for me. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, Kev. Yeah, so is my wife. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On himself. <laughs> 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 oh man. Who's next? <laughs> uh, Holy shit, isn't it that better than that? That was pretty good, Jerk. That was pretty funny, man. Alright, so I'm gonna go ahead and check out. Deuces. Some somebody else has to go next. Kujo? Easy, what you got, man? Uh, I was just going to say, you know, if you're making, like, a salary a year and you find it difficult to pay, like, 230 something dollars a month, once a month, uh, you got problems. What? Huh? I was like, what? Nothing. We're just going to go to Kujo now. Snow globes make terrible Christmas ornaments. Tell me you did. <laughs> Just say you did. My random thought. You did it. Snow globes make terrible Christmas ornaments. All right, here's mine. Um, I ate Wendy's today. It was good. Well, this was terrible. What the, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> We got to come with some better randoms next time, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Jack no really picked up. <laughs> yeah, I think I won that one. I, I totally won that one. No, that what, was, what's that my was consolation awesome. prize? Um, you get to come back next week? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when did we add new no, new sounds? <laughs> They bet on that. They just never use them. They just, you know, they're, the they're, more you know, there from a from a from a different incarnation. Look, <laughs> man, this was a this is a crazy show. Look, I want to say thanks to S and Sean for dropping by earlier. We're gonna have his information. Look, I wanted to say that the the information was gonna be on the Facebook page after the show was over, but it might just be tomorrow because that's how lazy we are right now. But it'll be there eventually. Yep. Uh, we, as in you. Yeah, well, it'll be on there soon enough or whatever. So thanks to Essence Shop for yep, dropping so- by. Great interview. Good song. It seems that... uh, <laughs> yeah, Big-time stuff going on. Thanks to... Shout uh, out to Stevie uh, Wonder as well. Hopefully they can collab on something. That'd be cool. Stop. 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 That'd be cool. But, you know, thanks to everybody who showed up and listened. We appreciate it, and um, we'll be back next week. We don't know what's going on next week yet because it's too far in advance, but come next Tuesday, we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll have a great guest to talk to and more underground music and more conversations about stuff, except we probably will skip over uh, 
anything that has to do with somebody being an atheist. Just saying. Because I could just yeah, say anyone that that subject uh, it kind of killed it killed the momentum. That was a bad choice. To say that on the air. Even though, even though, three weeks before this show started, we said stay away from religion. Yeah, you you guys said that. And we said we were going to stay away from sports, too. So what do you do? You go combine both of them. Let's kind of combine religion and sports and kill the show. Let's I do told it. y'all he wasn't loyal. I told y'all he wasn't loyal. I've been saying that. So next show, we won't let M16 choose any other topic. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You already know how to say the right thing. Well, like I said, we will be back All next right. week, eight o'clock. Um, we will have a great guest. We'll announce them at some point in time on the Facebook page during the week. You can uh, email us uh, if you are an underground artist who wants to have your music showcased. You can feel free to send that to us, the Radio Show Twenty Fifteen at Gmail dot com. You can still text us during the week if you want to as well. Six seven eight two five zero four four two two. We might not be able to read them all on the air, but we do get them all. I don't know if I said that right. We get all your text messages. We just can't read them all. Yeah, there it is. Give me the email address. What did you say? I just gave me the email address. Give, the radio show. Tw- give me the radio show. Yeah, give it to him again. The radio show 2015 at gmail.com. Now give him the text number. <laughs> what is this? Point and click? <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Give them the text number. We gave that thing out like a million times. Just give them the text number, man. They didn't write it down. 678-250-4422. All right, now give them the call-in number. No more. We don't want them calling right now anyway. The show's over. So we'll be back next week with more of the radio show. Anybody else got any more shout-outs before we get out of here? Nope. Uh, follow me on social media. At what? No address given. Nope. Yeah. You just have to go to every up? tab and search Cujo. Come find no. me. That, what that was was the equivalent of him going through the drive-thru and be like, yeah, can I get a drink, a large drink? <laughs> One of the ultimate douche moves. <laughs> yeah. Can I get, yeah. can I get yeah. some food? Wash it down. Alright. The noise is getting random. It's time to go, man. It is time to go. So we will be back next hey. week, next Tuesday, eight o'clock. What you got, Easy? Before we get out of here. Well, I was just gonna say, like, every show we do, we we're trying to end it, but it takes us like fifteen, twenty minutes to actually end it. We'll see before we before we had sound effects to get rid of it, like a whole ending.